Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of Fail. Man, this movie's, the title itself is so not PC. Just, just saying it alone, we probably would. If, if this was on YouTube, we'd get demonetized right away. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying crippled. I mean, no, this could have been like. No, immediately R-word. I see the money just leaving our wallets right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like this movie is called like R Word Avengers, right? Oh, gee, oh man. Well, <laughs> there is. Okay. I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> Because we do have uh, some uh, handy capable, the handy capable revenge seekers, which is the movie we're talking about today. Uh, that would be like the probably the most PC way of saying this movie title. Oh well, the, but hey, it's Crippled Avengers. Crippled Avengers, right? uh, or the alternative title is The Return of the Five Venoms. And do you know why it's called that, Zero? Um. I'm going to take a guess. Maybe I'm right. But uh, from what I've been hearing people saying about Child Brothers films is I think after the five Deadly Venoms films, those actors got popular. And so they kind of did a bunch of movies together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is yeah. That, I mean, OK. Yeah. It. Yeah. You can think of the not. I mean, like these are their core five members that were their like the original ones. They're considered like the rat pack of the old school kung fu genre so the first movie that they were all together in was uh the five deadly venoms which we may, might cover one day actually wondering if we should have covered that instead of this movie but whatever <laughs> we're doing this now um yeah but you know that movie actually made sense in calling you know why they're called the five five venoms it actually ties in with the plot uh but then you know as a just their titles were you know just got attached to the who those actors were um, they just got them together again for this movie and future movies. Like I think there's like over 12 different movies, um, uh, and they're just called the Venoms. You know, like uh, going forward, they're the Venom Mob or Venom Gang. Um, so like even though there's nothing related to Venom in this movie, you know, like that's why the alternative title for some of you listening who's familiar with this movie is Return of the Five Venoms. Uh, but really, it's about the crippled Avengers <laughs> because that's what this movie's about. And they say the word crippled quite often in this film because it is the seventies. It is 79. So that's the language that we're going to work with. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So zero, I know we haven't covered many Shaw brothers movies and that's I, correct. I like, I, I've seen a couple of them, but I still consider myself a Shaw Brothers newbie. So we wanted to do this to, what, cover our bases? Like, cover more old-school kung fu movies? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, well, you did say that. But <laughs> you are correct. Uh, I have not seen, like, main, basically any Shaw Brothers films. Mm-hmm. I started. I grew up watching, like, more like the 80s, 90s martial arts films from Hong Kong. And as an enthusiast, I'd like to go backwards uh i think uh so we've spoken about uh 36 chambers together uh in a podcast episode and i and i love that but i know that that is a kind of like golden standard oh yeah for the shaw brothers films Mm -hmm. and i hear a lot of times that um 
you know, they made a lot of movies, so there's a lot of stinkers <laughs> in there as well. So you kind of have to be careful with choosing certain uh, Shaw Brothers movies. So I did reach out to the internet yeah. asking for some suggestions. Reddit. And uh, Reddit did help. Uh, a lot of people uh, suggested this movie because I did specify, uh, could you give us something with some unique fights? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what we do. You know, we... Uh, Break down the fights. So uh, <laughs> there's was, there's our intro stinger. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I wanted I wanted something unique, and mm-hmm. uh, whether or not we got that, they did deliver uh, what I was asking for. Also, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, it was this movie is definitely a tie between it was between this and Legendary Weapons of China, which I think actually that was uh, in the four. You know, that was in the running as well, but we decided to put that in the background or the back burner because we've covered a lot a lot of Leung, and mm, we've already covered yeah. gordon Liu. i mean gordon Liu's gonna get his enough attention in the future but we definitely need to cover the five venoms and i am going to say all their names now <laughs> because i am not going to be be able to remember them later we have um the well the five venoms themselves uh are fuck uh we have chun sun Qian. And we have Sheng Chang, so uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say those names anymore because those two I am kind of constantly confused with one another. Uh, and we also have Lo Meng, who was actually one of the few members of the group that actually like actually branched outside of the Shaw Brothers sphere and actually made a career for themselves and still is active today. Uh, you might see him in movies like Ip Man Two, for example, Ip Man Four, whatever. Um, and then we have uh, Feng Lu. The Feng Lu in this particular movie plays the villain. Uh, he is the son of the like warlord, played by Quan Tai Chan. Okay, so now that I've put all these names out there, <laughs> I am just gonna call them by what their handicap is because there's no I other way. I was gonna do that. Oh, you're gonna? Okay, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to call them by their names, <laughs> and I was going to say. Uh, well, who's who's the blind guy? Look, uh, look, who's the z- who's the mute? <laughs> Zero. I'm Chinese and I can't fucking remember these names. Okay, so I don't. Have, <laughs> right, there's no right. fucking way. Um, yeah. So let's let's just call them for what they are. Um, so Lo Mang uh, plays. Uh, it's just not spoilers. This is not. There's no. There's no really like a crazy spoiler twisty things going on in the movie. Like the setup is immediately setup is immediately that these people are um, crippled by uh, Feng Lu who. Uh, has no uh, originally has no arms, but he gets these bionic arms, um, and each one of them has their own characteristic, right? So Philip Quack, he's the one who's blind, right? Uh, Lo Meng, he wait, wait, zero, you're doing this, you're fucking doing this. Lo Meng, he's the uh, wait, wait, you don't know these fucking names, so I guess I'll continue. I, yeah, you have to do it. I don't know their names. <laughs> In, I don't know the actors' names. Mm-hmm. I don't know the characters' names <laughs> in the film. Right. I was just going to call them, okay, well, there's the blind dude, yeah, and yeah. then there's the mute guy. Right, right, right. Then there's no legs. <laughs> no legs. Then there's, <laughs> then there's no brain. Right, right. No brain. Okay, yeah. I- is that it? All right. Yeah, that's, that's it, right? right. Well, the, four. the mute and the deaf is played by Lo Mang. Um, mm-hmm. Shen Chiang. Shen, <laughs> Shen Chiang uh, plays the... Um, the special one <laughs> and sun chen plays um damn I forget. oh no he has no legs that's the no legs guy yes there you go all right all right now we're now that we stated all their handicaps 
uh, now we can just call them out by what their physical attributes are. Because <laughs> yeah. they really, not that they don't have any character, right? Because uh, I think that some of these characters, you know, do exhibit some exuberance, right? So, for example, uh, the no-brain one. <laughs> God, I don't know how else to put this. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be as, as PC as possible. Uh, right, right. The, well, they call, them, they call them the idiot, too, in right. the subtitles sometimes. Sure. Or the, we can call them the fool, but the I, fool. I like no-brain. Uh, no-brain. Oh, man, we can call him no-brain. Oh, I mean, they cripple him by uh, putting some sort of vice around his neck, uh, around his, his skull. skull. Yeah, and then they crack it to, to you know, the point they where... crack it to the point where they make a normal sane man <laughs> mentally challenged. Right, right. Yes, yes. But he's he's probably the only fun one of the group, right? Because everyone else is so serious. And yeah. one's a little bit more, you know, uh, stoic. Uh, except for Lo Mang, who plays like the brute. I mean, his whole thing is that he's... Uh, before he, be- gets, he becomes mute by drinking this poison that causes him to lose his voice... And being smacked in the ears really hard that he bleeds out and can't hear anymore. Um, he was like the super boisterous one. So yeah. there's, a little, there's like a character, some very, very small character arc. And like a bit of like irony in each one of their fates, right? Yeah, because he was kind of cocky and boastful. And now they, you know, they take away his voice. Yeah. Uh, and in addition, they take away his hearing. I don't really know if that has anything to do with his character. But it helps to disable him even further. Yeah, yeah. We were joking. We're like, oh, he lost his voice. I mean, he could still fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does that do? What's the problem with that? Um, yeah. So we have uh, the, our two other, you know, I mean, like, it, in regards to how the story actually progresses, like, the one of them loses his legs because he bumps into Lo, uh, Feng Lu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That doesn't really tie into character at all. No, no, absolutely not. Um, it would have been great if he was like, some sort of can-can dancer or like a, <laughs> you know a river dance person mm-hmm. and then right. he cuts off his legs and he's like no my life you know can-can in ancient now. china <laughs> yeah um yeah so that i mean yes those are the physical attributes and even the actual character attributes of each of these these uh performers um but yeah there's the, the story is very bare bones as is with most shaw brothers movies in fact it's like it's almost as if there's like a Xerox machine of uh, how you should pace your Shaw Brothers movie. You know, like yeah, what, yeah. what is there, the story there's about? Definitely so, a, right. There's definitely a template to yeah, uh, template, these yeah. films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it, it so I want to say like before watching this movie, I watched a trailer, mm-hmm. and in my mind, I was like filling in all these things that you could do with people with disabilities. So like mm-hmm. I I think I accidentally amped myself up for this movie. <laughs> So I was like, right. "Oh wow, you got a guy who's you know a guy who's blind, a guy with no legs, um, a guy who's deaf." I was mm-hmm. I was just kind of imagining the different types of things that you could potentially like the, the different kinds of fights you can put them in. Yeah, and uh, we we can discuss like a little later. But like I was like, I guess I was kind of disappointed with what I saw because mm-hmm. in my head it got built up. Mm-hmm. Right, right. No, I, I definitely get that. Like when we were t- watching this together, I I I didn't see certain things that you were imagining. But once you explain it to me, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll go into detail with that. What is the story? Zero? So, um, yeah, I don't know anybody's names. There's this guy. <laughs> there's, there's, this, uh, there's this son and a mother 
who get attacked and i don't know for what reason maybe you could fill it in maybe we don't even need to explain it uh, they're rich they're, they're basically they're rich and these people were just petty and they wanted to okay so basically them. the um their home gets attacked by people with weapons they decide to cut off the mother's legs and then cut off the son's arms the father comes home uh and kind of witnesses this he breaks it all up and what happens is he makes hands for his son, you know, because he just lost him. And uh, it, it kind of fast forwards really quickly. And it shows him as an older man wearing these like black gauntlets, like, uh, you know, like a knight's knight gauntlets. And he's like, he's kind of now prof very proficient in martial arts. And actually the gauntlet fingertips have the ability to shoot out like weapons like darts yeah mm -hmm. pretty much and what happens is uh the father he gathers up the people who were involved with wronging the family uh way back when and he gives the son the opportunity to then uh cripple them right right so here's where the story kind of lost me i thought these people were going to be the crippled avengers <laughs> <laughs> right but the story the movie would only be like 30 minutes long if we started off this way Right. Well, so the thing is, like, he, you know, the son takes care of these guys and then cripples them. And then that's it. We never see, hear from these people again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was kind of hoping that the story was going to be the son got his revenge on these people who crippled him. And it was going to be a fine line of, uh, like, who is the bad guy now? Like, you have these new crippled people. And it, I was going to guess it was going to be them struggling with their disability uh, you know, taking up the martial arts and then getting like reverse revenge on the sun. And it was going to be one of those great things where like, who's the who's really the bad guy here? Because, you know, no one is really the bad guy in that situation. Right. You're asking for, for a lot of depth in a Shaw <laughs> Brothers movie. There, there really isn't that much. Not that there's no thought in it, but there, there's no layers to this. It's yes, this whole scene could be completely taken out because with the context of what the scene gives you, you're thinking, oh, this will come back later. It doesn't. <laughs> well, it's kind of upsetting because it sets up the son who was a sympathetic figure mm -hmm. because his arms got cut off. It now sets them as the bad guys. And I didn't want that at all. It, it feels weird that he himself is a crippled and now he's a villain. Right. Right. Like they essentially turned him in, they literally turned him into the villain at this point in the movie. Oh, him and his really goofy, deep voice <laughs> in the English dub. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, yes, I, I think it's to show how ruthless and how brutal he is. And like his, oh, geez. Whoa, I can hear, Ooh. I can hear the movie coming from you. That almost <laughs> sounded like porn, Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, accidentally turned on my porn in the background. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> Well, are you watching Crippled Avenger porn? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually the moment when the son's hands got cut off. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, whoa. Uh, I don't know what you're into, man. Um, yeah, so th I think that this scene, I mean, if you had the, all the time in the world, this scene could have been could have worked if they uh, shot it differently, right? So what I mean that by that is we take each... Uh, each of the individual venoms losing their ability, you know, some sort of sense or whatever, like losing a limb, losing whatever. Uh, like instead of having that all happen like in sequence, we would have that like, well, just capture each one of them doing something wrong and then put them in one room together and then like have 
Feng Lu torture each one of them and like by removing each one of them like in one room rather than having a, mm. a sequence of scenes. Um, but you know what? That is actually not even a nitpick. I don't think that's even necessary. I the better alternative is just to completely remove the scene. It's completely unnecessary. I I actually like the turnaround of the like how Feng Lu like takes out each person and you know tortures them each one of them and removes each of their sights because it's it sets them up as like they don't know how to fight they don't know how to fend for themselves yeah and if you all put them in a room it would be a problem because the last guy uh <laughs> uh the very is a very wise and very articulate man but he becomes the crazy guy uh he, this guy actually knows how to fight right uh, so like yeah. there we actually get our one of our first real fight scenes in the movie because of him and i think that it's like important that we have this fight because otherwise it'd just be it would just be like you know like well when's the next guy gonna get crippled when's the next guy gonna get crippled you know they have to break it up with something mm -hmm. that's a little bit more actiony we're talking about mr no, no mr brain, no brain. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have names for these guys we just have characteristics yeah. um mm -hmm. yeah so at the oh, so good so one thing I just want to add with this movie too is uh, like I was really frustrated watching this film because so we have these uh, you know we have these four characters who are all disabled the and yes you can you can kind of figure who, out who they are by their physical disability the problem is they all rock the same oh, yeah. hairstyle and then at some point they all rock the same type of clothing <laughs> like a white like a white gear yeah. garment. Uh, their hair is pulled back into like a top knot and, you know, it's very long flowing in the back. They all look the same. I'm not trying to say all Chinese people look the same. Oh, no, but, but we when do. You, all your characters look the same uh, in terms of your makeup and your hairstyle and your wardrobe, unless you have very, very keen eyes. Like it was so right, hard right. to differentiate. These yeah. People. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like their eyebrows were all shapen, so they all look like they're semi-angry. <laughs> so sometimes you can't even <laughs> yeah. tell who's a villain and who's a who's a bad guy. Yeah, for for somebody who's never seen the Five Deadly Venoms, and now mm. to see all these actors looking and dressed up very similarly, it was like these could have been anybody. It, it didn't have to be the Five Deadly Venoms. They could have just been like random guy off the right. street. So like, I wish that they even just color-coded them, you know, so, something to, to make it easier. Right. Well, there are times in the movie where it, it's more obvious that they did that, and sometimes they, they don't even try. <laughs> Everyone's wearing the yeah. same garb because they're, once, once it gets to the school, uh, which is at the halfway moment of the film, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to it, but, you know, like when we actually talk about the fights. But um, up to that point, you know, like, you know, like, I feel like everyone had a distinct kind of clothing, and then you get to the school and everyone's wearing white. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of easy to tell them apart a little bit, but the hairstyle was mm -hmm. not helping at all. Yeah, Lo Mang's <laughs> the only one who uh, of the five Venoms actually stood out, but that's because he didn't wear a shirt half the time. <laughs> he, right, right. Uh, and as is all the movies that he's ever in. Um, right, but this first one with no brain. <laughs> God damn it, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's never gonna not be funny and fucked up at the same time. Uh, is between well, it starts off with between him and uh, Wang Longwei, who uh, played what's well, also named Johnny Wang. Um, yeah, the, this guy also like is known for playing mostly villainous characters in millions of films. Um, so it starts. It this is a good you know like showcase of what kind of kind of fighting we're gonna have for the rest of the film because everything up to this point was really short spats, um, uh, short spats as in like just uh, showcases of 
like what the people are going to be doing but there was not really any real fighting up to this point now we're actually having fighting and it's very much similar to opera right operatic fighting it's this definitely doesn't look like real people duking it out it looks like a dance um and we always say this right like um a good fight choreography you know modern fight choreography I mean, it is still choreography, right? So they're 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 basically dancing, but making it look like they're fighting. Here, there's no semblance that they're fighting, <laughs> at least to <laughs> our modern eye, right? Uh, like, right. So um, as I rewatched it, I was I I started to notice that <clears throat> there are definitive moments in these choreographed <clears throat> fight scenes, and I put quotes around that, where you can see where it looks like dance choreography. There are a lot of times when two people will move simultaneously instead of one person moving and then the other person yeah. reacting reacting mm -hmm. to it. That's where it looks like a dance mm. to me. And uh, I don't want to discredit any of the performers doing the quote-unquote choreography because they are nailing it. You know, it's, it's very nice on screen. But I, I think for me personally, what's lacking is um, it never looks like two people are trying to fight yeah. each other. Right, right. It, it looks like two people are fighting like next to each other <laughs> at times like at, at uh -huh. best like uh, uh this this is a little more evident in the end of the movie but there's a lot of times where it looks like somebody is not swiping at their enemy it looks like they're swiping like a like almost above mm. them giving them the opportunity to duck so that you know they're not gonna right, hurt them right and and you know this is very indicative of the times because these are the earlier martial arts films they're still kind of figuring out how to do all this mm. stuff in a faster pace so i don't really knock it for that but i think for me personally these aren't the fights i like because i'm you know i i've watched more modern stuff and i've always said on this podcast i was always kind of scared of going backwards into these films because i've seen the modern stuff and will i still be able to like now the stuff that uh got derived right, from right. that or they derived right, from right so, I, I mean i would always consider movies coming from this era to be the golden age of martial arts martial arts films so I, i'm very i'm very lenient on it for that but yes you are absolutely right it never feels like fighting and but that's comes with the territory right so production value is a lot lower so they just have these really long wides uh really long you know wides and that, that last very long time uh with uninterrupted like no cuts at all and that actually can get a little bit tiring on the eyes sometimes but but because I, I do appreciate the the level of effort that went into it, like given that it's a little bit more primitive to, compared to today's standards, I will say there's still a lot of uh, good, great timing in this and great uh, showcases of athleticism, right? So in the second half of this fight, um, uh, no arms, <laughs> bionic <laughs> arms uh, comes into the, uh, the fray and it becomes him versus soon to be no brain. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns into a, their fight and um yeah and, and there's a there like there's so many you know f there, there's a lot of like back back hand springs and you know like butterfly kicks but there's like no purpose to them like they he no arms does a butterfly kick <laughs> but he does a butterfly kick but there's no reason for him to do it he just does it because it's part of the choreography Right. Like, yeah. The problem with so the thing is like these these performers are really good at doing these uh, fanciful kicks, but the problem is it never looks like they're throwing it at their yeah. opponent. It's like I'm doing this kick, and the guy is just kind of moving out of the way. And sometimes it looks like he's uh, the guy doing the butterfly kick is like going towards 
you know, his opponent, but it doesn't always work, which is kind of, yeah. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. You were mentioning before that, you know, it, it looks like sometimes they're just swiping the sword or whatever weapon around them rather than at them, mm-hmm. which, yeah, yeah like it, it's very evident now. Um, but you know, I still commend it because there's a moment where <laughs> no arms, no arms is somehow doing back handsprings, like a se- sequence of back handsprings. And soon to be no brain <laughs> takes his sword. He's like swiping at him and just missing. But you know, you can kind of tell he's not anywhere close to actually hitting him. Yeah, and and he has to miss. You know, you don't want you don't want to hit your guy doing backhand sprints. Right, right, air. right. You know, I will say though, this is something that I don't see much um, with modern martial arts movies. <clears throat> that you know, I think that you always want to end your shot or. We want to end your shot with something more glamorous, well, a little bit more flashy. That's how you, because you, that's how you, you cap it off, right? I feel like in the Shaw Brothers era of, of martial arts movies, they didn't have that concept down yet. They will throw the most fan, fancy, flashy things in the middle of the choreography and not dwell mm. on it, right? So like, right, right. They'll do a backflip and then just the choreography keeps going. It's like, well, no, that was a backflip. Show off the backflip. <laughs> Like let's let's yeah, focus yeah. on that. You know, but that's really interesting. I, I started to notice stuff like that. Yeah, um, we we've kind of said this before, where uh, at least for me anyway, I like the fights to end on those big notes, that kind of exclamation point for the sentence. Right. And it's weird because when you put them in the middle of the sentence, like yeah. exclamation points <laughs> don't belong, you know, in between words of a sentence. This is all over the place. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, this it just kind of well. I mean, this fight ends with with him like doing a front flip. And then they just throw a ball and chain at his feet, and then that fight's over. <laughs> right. So I, I want to uh, rewind a little bit to where <laughs> No Brain fights the guy <laughs> with a ball and chain. Mm-hmm. So one thing I noticed, when the fight first happens, it is pretty fast. It does kind of look like a decent fight is com- is like a decent fight that I like is is kind of unfolding because his sword types are pretty quick. The guy with the ball and chain is still spinning it around very fast, and he's dodging at a really good speed. Right. And But there's a point in the fight, though, where it becomes looking like two people are really fighting into where they're dancing. Right, right. And I don't know why this happened, because it started out pretty neat. Right. But then what happens is they kind of start like uh, like the guy with the ball and chain wraps up um, No Brain Sword, <laughs> and he starts uh, spinning him around, right. uh, encircling him. And it's at that point where the fight then becomes more of a dance, yeah. and it never recovers for some reason. Right, right. It's really weird. If you go back and rewatch it, I, I'm just thinking like, oh, like now it's a dance. Now he's just cartwheeling. Now their speed is considerably slower. So I wonder if they... Uh, shot this fight uh sequentially like Uh. in order and maybe like they went all out in the beginning and then now in the middle they just kind of have to take their time because they're maybe you know maybe just they don't have energy right maybe uh i don't think that they would have done that for cost reasons Uh, like because they probably just like okay you did that sequence cut we're gonna move the camera but you know, like I mean, there's, there's there's a possibility that they did something of that sort. But you know, like not like it's like one continuous cut, right? Um, yeah. But I don't know. Um, I will say uh, one thing that's kind of distracting, but not really, are all the extras just standing in the background, just like <laughs> encircling them with their swords. <laughs> but uh, it, it it's okay because you know what though, it ne- it was never supposed to be a one versus many mm-hmm. it these guys are just kind of you know getting a paycheck for lunch or something <laughs> so 
<laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, so now all of them are actually disabled. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, so would our disabled Avengers decide to go on a adventure to go find a Sifu, someone uh, who can teach them how to get their avengement uh, <laughs> against the ones who have wronged them? So <clears throat> they go into the mountains because uh, they've learned that no, Mister No Brain. Now he's actually Mister <laughs> No Brain. Has uh, <laughs> we're gonna get, totally get demonetized. Um, uh, <laughs> Mr. No Brain, well, he knew he knows martial arts and he still knows his kung fu, even though he's even though he's no brain. Um, so they're like, oh well, we just have to follow him and and you know into the mountains where he clearly knows the the path to. So maybe we can learn the the secret that he knows. So once once they get there, we get our montage sequence, right? We, we each one of them learns uh, or gets some sort of prosthetic well they, get, <laughs> well they get training in order to um balance their their new disability right, right? Right, right so you have the guy who's blind and they need to improve his hearing mm-hmm. so he's throwing like darts at leaves <laughs> i don't yeah. know how that works so i uh, man like i i i think i messed up by watching 36 chambers first because I feel like that movie just did everything right mm-hmm. in terms of what I wanted with a montage. Oh, like, yeah. hey, like we're showing you this because it's gonna come back later, and it's gonna be very obvious mm-hmm. how it comes back later. Right, right, right. This blind man who is throwing darts at leaves—I don't know how that comes back later, and I don't think it did. Right, right, right. Oh man, yeah, you you brought something up that really upset me once. I once I you told me what it was. Uh, so Lomang. The only one of the the venoms I actually know his name. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the the muscular. Which one is he? The one without hearing or uh, and, and no voice. Uh, so the the mute. Or they call him the uh, the dumb one. I, I didn't know that that colloquialism. Like apparently, if you're mute, you're dumb. You're mute, you're... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah we were talking that. about this like, when we were watching he's, it. He's mm-hmm. like deaf, deaf and dumb. I, well, I guess I, that's where the phrase comes. Anyways, so yeah. his way, method of training is. He's he's hitting these sandbags that are around him, right? And he's looking in the mirror at the same time. Uh, never really got the mirror thing, but no, the mirror thing does come back into play because he does eventually carry a mirror with him everywhere he goes. So like he's never caught off guard. But um, the one method of training is that you know obviously he wants to train his eyes, uh, so, you know, so yeah. he can be quick with them. There is a giant spinning wheel on fire, and each time each time they kind of set the thing up in more fire. And I feel like this was never really set up in a way that felt satisfying. Because he, you know, you want to see a training montage as a sequence of them progressing, right? You want to see them start off not really knowing how to, you know, cope with it. And then eventually becoming masters of their craft. Him, like, he's really good at just punching through this wheel from the get-go. So, like, when they mm-hmm. show the, the, the progression, there is no progression is he still capable of doing it? So it's like, where, where's the progress? Like, why do I, I need to see this again? You know? Yeah, they show it to us like three times, and each time I'm like, okay, what's what what is gonna he gonna get better at? <laughs> Nothing. He he got it the first time, so we didn't need to see it so many yeah. times. Yeah, well, we're because there it's a spinning wheel, and inside there's an axle, right? So there's a chance that he can get his arm caught. He can get hit on, you know, his arm could get lit on fire, um, and he just has to act really quickly. So the first time he does it. His hand just stays in there way too long, and it doesn't look realistic whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But yeah, like again, it, like he did it the first time, so I was like, "Where's the progress? Uh, 
you know, where's the progress here? Um, whereas the other two, the other two performers or the other people training here, I felt like their theirs made a little bit more sense. Uh, except, I don't know, I think the one who had no sight, his was probably the most interesting just because, like, he was doing the most flips. <laughs> right. He was doing the, the, oh, most, the most flips. flips. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a, it's really impressive because they're tossing him rings, just like these brass rings, uh, one at a time, and they get progressively smaller and smaller. And this guy's like doing flips, and in midair, he's looping these rings around over, like around his neck, and his, his not his neck, his legs before he lands. And again, these rings keep getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, I don't, I see, I don't understand how that makes you be better at being <laughs> blind, <laughs> for, la- for lack of words. Well, I don't know. That, like, I don't like, like, I don't think they throw rings at like the school for the blind and like, hey, now, now you can see. Right. You know what? That's a good point. Because no, no, not, not that they throw rings at the blind um, <laughs> at schools. What I don't get how he could hear the rings, right? Because I, I, I guess that's what they were trying to imply. Like he needed to improve his hearing mm-hmm. for something being thrown at him. Mm-hmm. Right. But it it I don't I don't like how it comes back into play. It doesn't really make sense. Right. And if anything, so he's he's kind of getting proficient at grabbing these rings yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that are being thrown at him in the air. And what they're really setting up is him and No Brain are are kind of connected by one ring, uh-huh. and it becomes them being able to move off of each other's um, movements, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. So like they're holding, they're both holding, holding onto the ring at the same time and they're able to kind of like flip each other. Yeah. yeah. So they're kind of moving as one. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I don't think it really made sense in terms of helping a blind man out. <laughs> yeah. 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 You make a good point there, but they're doing all these physically impressive things. Zero. Very yeah, impressive. yeah, it, it, it looks impressive. I, I just wish it, like, it, it clicked right, for right. me. You know, like, it works for this movie because later they get rings again conveniently at the end of the movie, and then they can reenact this whole yeah. thing again. You know, sure, I, I give it a pass for that, but like, it, it didn't really logically uh, work. Right, that's for me. you just gotta throw that logic out the window. This, this movie is like watching Cirque du Soleil. Sometimes it's like, well, they stopped fighting. Now they're just doing flips. <laughs> <laughs> so what what were you gonna say you said like i revealed something and i yeah yeah so uh yeah i, I want to bring it up later i want to circle back oh, okay, to sure, it sure. um so <laughs> i don't know when when it well, is yeah just bring it yeah, up yeah, later, yeah. remind me it has something to do with uh lo mang or not lo mang because you're not gonna remember that name it has to do with uh um uh the spinning wheel and i, th- I, I think we know what i'm talking about yeah okay so okay. um all um, right so, so just just maybe just to cap it off, um, no legs gets legs, <laughs> <That's> and <laughs> suddenly he can jump like tall heights and and uh, break wooden dummies' arms and legs mm-hmm. off, and he's no longer a crippled anymore. It, it feels like they should have like shunned him from their group because he's now a normal man, yeah. technically. Right. Well, see that this guy like he has these these brass well, like I don't know what the the metallic rigid legs he shouldn't be able to jump <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing <laughs> oh man that would have been great if so yes he can walk now he has really strong legs but they're so weighted down he's very limited in mobility right. 
that would have been great because that would have you know just added to his handicap like okay you can walk now and you and you're no longer you know bound to this wheelbarrow <laughs> like he was in the beginning but he you know he literally can't jump he can barely right. kick he would have to rely maybe on his upper body yeah uh they definitely didn't do that well like, all i know of this particular actor is that he's known for his kicking so it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. that they gave him this handicap because like, oh well you know we let's give the kicking guy the most the 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 key, the metal legs, although I will say they vastly underutilized this guy, this one character. Well, I I think they might have might have realized the issue they gave with this guy mm-hmm. by returning his legs to him. Mm-hmm. You know, not literally, but um, with these prosthetics, uh, he was no longer really crippled. He he was now just a normal guy who could have just taken on anybody, and they actually make him overpowered yeah, yeah. if you think about it. So he kind of gets written out of the movie until they need yeah, him. Yeah, no, yeah. Basically, uh, it's it's kind of it's like what what this he's kind of underutilized in in, in a sense. Um, yeah, like but you know like even setting him up in the ma- montage sequence, I felt like you know, he's barely really in it. He's so crippled. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I can't <laughs> believe I just said that. He's so disabled uh, for a majority of the montage. <laughs> That, you know, like, all of a sudden, he's really fucking good. And, and, you know, it's like, wow, I can't wait to see him. And he's not in the movie until, like, the very, very end of the film. When they need a trump card. Exactly. He's this movie's deus ex machina. When they need somebody to get killed, he comes in. He's like, ha-ha, my legs are are iron. (laughs) Hey, don't worry about that. All that that stuff with between no brain and, and no eyes. (laughs) <laughs> like that that stuff is interesting like in terms of because it, it's it's a visual spectacle i actually like a lot of that stuff there it's it, it's not it's completely pointless uh well maybe not pointless i i enjoyed it until i realized it didn't come to fruition the way i wanted yeah to. right there's like no it's kind of excessive in a way because like they just end up doing mm-hmm. like a se- sequence of backflip uh, not backflip butterfly kicks over and over and they do that again at the, at the end of the film, like you said before. Um, but it's like, why do you need to do that? You don't need to do that. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> um, anyways, we're done with the montage sequence. It's nowhere near the level of 36 Chambers, like you said, um, it, which predates this movie by a year. But who cares? Uh, now we're finally back in the village, right? So we have our first fight. Uh, and this features Philip Kwok, uh, blind man, uh, versus... All- the guy with the ball and chain. And this is supposedly three years later. So they had all this time to get really fucking good. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I like this fight a little bit. you know. But I will say. And that, this is not me trying to jump the gun for the sake of jumping the gun. The, the way this fight ends. <laughs> so uh, did you. Are you. Are we going to skip fights? Because I think you might have missed Which one. Which one are we talking about? So uh, when they first go to the tavern and the guy, you know, the blind man uh, is kind of poking his little flag all over the place and he sits down with the men. Yeah, this is the same one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I miss something? No, blind. No, no. Blind man. uh, The blind dude goes into the tavern and he's fighting uh, the well, he's not fighting the guy with the ball. With oh, the that's, see, that's but where I get confused. Guy. It's not, he doesn't have the ball. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was watching this. I was like, there's no ball in shape. No, no, no. But, well, now we have to give him some sort of physical attribute. So, oh, right. Um, normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> the normal guy. Mustache man. There we go. Mustache man. Uh, 
Ah, okay. Uh, it, his, yeah, he's, he's Johnny Wang, but we're just gonna call him Mustache Man because none, none of none of us are gonna remember this. Um, sure. So yeah, like it, it's it, you know like it, it's a pretty you know fun fight. You know, there's nothing too spectacular about it, but like it, it's fun in that like you can see the progression that you know these character this character has gone through. He's actually kind of why I perceive to be like the main character because we have so many fights with him. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, upon rewatching the fights, I noticed he's almost in, I think he's in every one from this point on. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be the best perf- uh, martial arts performer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I want to give him credit, too, because while, yes, uh, I'll, you know, still hearken on the fact that these are a little, these fights still are a little slower for me and a little metronomia times. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you notice what he's doing as an actor, mm-hmm. so he's supposed to be blind, yep. and um, he's kind of trying to like cross his eyes a little bit yeah. mm-hmm. to you know make it seem like he literally can't see, so his pupils are just kind of looking mm-hmm. you know in in a random direction. In a lot of shots, he kind of has that cross-eyed face on, mm-hmm. you know, visually giving away that he's blind. So. The actor probably was literally giving himself the disability while performing some of these moves because I don't think you can really see straight when you're when you're really um, unfocusing your eyes like that. Right, right. Or he just knows the choreography so well he's, he could just do it with his uh, with his eyes closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, not all the time though. There's a, there's a few times where I'm like, okay, that's not a blind guy anymore. <laughs> right. You know, like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not gonna throw that out this out there just to be a dick, but you know, if they wanted to show that he really was blind they could have put a kept that bandage over his eyes the whole time but then you know the actor probably wouldn't be able to see yeah yeah. i i was i was hoping for that blindfold actually Mm -hmm. but thinking about how complicated this choreography is he could have easily hurt those other performers right it's not like daredevil wow okay we're jumping all the way like to 2016 um yeah like it's not like daredevil where you know um we have the the benefit of having cuts right like Mm -hmm. Like we're we're rewinding all the way to the late seventies, where like we have these really elongated shots where you can see the performers doing the thing. They need to be able to see. You know, you put a blindfold on them and tell them to do these really long, elongated fight sequences. Uh, like, there's a chance they're gonna mess up. They might actually. They're, they're either gonna hurt themselves or they're gonna hurt the performers around them. So you really, you know, it's fine. It's excusable. It's it's fine. Um, the way that this ends. <laughs> It's, it's oh, so oh, the way that a lot of these fights ends mm-hmm. in this in in this sequence is really funny actually yeah so johnny wang gets hit in the side by the bow staff not hard just a little bit so he just staggers a little bit and then he goes up to his men and he's like let's go and then the fight's <laughs> over yeah all right well the men the men like try to advance he's like no we don't have a budget for this and then they leave <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's a recurring theme on how most of these fights actually end. Um, you know, I will say, though, so after this, we get, we are introduced to more sub-boss-like characters, right? So uh, each one of them has their own uniqueness to them. One's like this one big brolic guy. He's not, I mean, by today's standards, he looks like a normal heavyset dude. But, like, I guess his whole thing, his whole MO is he can take hits without trying. Yeah, he would be the tank. Yeah, the tank, yeah. In, in um, this movie, yeah. We have the uh, normal martial artist, I guess. I can't describe them physically because they don't have any sort of like physical trait. <laughs> they all still have that same haircut, too. <laughs> yeah. The hair pulled back in the top bun. The long eyebrows. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. They, they really did a disservice to me. Yeah, yeah. 
And then we have um, man with ball and boat. <laughs> this this guy, I can't even take him seriously because like I, I know that we have a lot of silly Chinese weapons in movies, right? Like I've seen a lot of shit in my lifetime, but a literal pinball <laughs> is a weapon. Is like probably takes the cake in terms of like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, I mean, a slingshot can really hurt somebody. You know, it looks silly because we've associated the slingshot with uh, a, like a child's toy. Right, right. Yeah. And here, essentially, he's kind of, you know, using this kind of metal pinball, but he's putting it at the end of a mini crossbow and he's right. firing it off. So <laughs> it looks like he's a man who's playing with a child's toy. <laughs> yeah. Because the, because the bow is so small, you know. Well, the way we're introduced to him, to him, it always felt like that was just some sort of toy that he was playing with. Yeah. Because yeah, he's yeah. He, he's hitting these the marbles through, not even through, just hitting these glass shen, glass things that are just hanging from a branch, and it's not pierce. It's like piercing it, but also like staying in it. I was like, oh, I guess his whole mo is that he has good accuracy. Not that that weapon is his gimmick. <laughs> like I was <laughs> expecting him to like be an actual guy with a cross like an actual bow and arrow like that would have been more intimidating you yeah know, i think that would have made but, more sense but he's got a marble instead <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so it's, it's so goofy it's different i'll give the movie that it's you know right. it's different right so in the next scene like when they were setting up that the, the villains are trying to ambush the main like the the blind guy in the tavern again you see the guy with the marble just standing outside, like all menacing. Like he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you!" But it's like, it's like he has a marble in his hand. Like that's uh, that's not intimidating, right? Yeah, yeah. I like the setup for this next fight, though. Uh, the initial setup, mm-hmm. and I will say, uh, I understand limitations of budget, but I am kind of disappointed that we've st- we're still in this tavern for the mm-hmm. next fight, right, right. and then the fight after that. It's like I get it, you know, you you only have so much, so many places you can shoot, so you have to reshoot it. But I wish. I don't know. I wish they just maybe shot it at a different angle. It, it always feels like we're just shooting at the right side of the tavern. Like the camera's yeah, always on yeah. that right side. So mm-hmm. the background of this tavern just looks so familiar. So it's right. kind of hard to separate these fights uh, from themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, we did have uh, the set of the outside, right? So mm-hmm. there is that, that alley, not alleyway, but the street, the street yes, level. Yes. I mean, we could have done something with that, but I mean, we wouldn't have the same kind of environmental damage that you have in this scene, right? Or even in yeah, because they have the, the tables and the chairs and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, man, like the visual of this this setup is so funny because uh, they know he's blind, so the tavern is filled with men uh, just standing with their swords drawn, but they don't want to move because they know he has super hearing. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's almost like everyone is doing the mannequin challenge <laughs> <laughs> except for this guy right right, right. oh they, they did it first they're they're the original uh meme yes they, these are the og yeah the og challenge i i do like that this movie addresses that the villains know the, the villains address the fact that they know that, that the main characters have compensated for their disabilities right Yes. So they set up traps deliberately to try to um, get an advantage over them, right? So like you said, mm-hmm. all these guys in the room, they're super quiet. They're just doing the mannequin challenge. And, <laughs> uh, you know, like they're trying to get the ambush on them. But they, because 
I like the team dynamic between all these guys, right? So at this point forward, we don't really have any one-on-one fights. Every, it's it's yeah, all they, team fights. They always team up now, yeah. which I which I liked a lot because, you know, like when you have two people with disabilities, it's kind of like you negate the fact that you have disabilities because they're working together. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the only reason why Philip Kwok or uh, No Eyes... <laughs> A blind man no, no he has eyes cross eyes so the way, yeah. the way that cross eyed gets over the fact that he can't hear his assailants is that low man can see that uh, and he's he's up there and he 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 kicks a table down and causes all that ruckus and um yeah so like they, they're basically working off each other's strengths while compensating for each other's weaknesses that's my poetic way of uh, explaining how most of the fights from this point on work uh mm-hmm. Again, unfortunately, the fight just kind of ends. They just wa- run away. <laughs> they just walk <laughs> well, away. Nah, well, there, there is. So the, the, it's weird because this is like a two-on-two fight, but then it's also like a mix of, uh, you know, some on many because sometimes the men will come in mm-hmm. to try and attack, and sometimes they won't. So it, it's it's a little frustrating because I, I want there to be a line drawn with, with that. Right. You know, it's like. Is everyone fighting, or is only are only certain people fighting? Right, right. It, they're like, well, we can't get too close. I mean, he might hear us, so yeah. <laughs> that might be terrible. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I don't, I don't understand. So I guess what happens is they realize that these two guys are actually competent and fighting together. So they're like, okay, we need to bounce so we can <laughs> re-strategize. Yep. I, I think that's what happened. <laughs> yeah they're just like all right we're, we can't we can't keep fighting because you know his ability to hear us is too overwhelming <laughs> so we gotta <laughs> leave um so that that scene's over and um we do get a, a couple sequences well when, when it comes to the fighting it's between well we have a lot of fights with with low blind man and deaf guy together uh-huh. right yeah. uh, i feel like they team up together uh, the guy with no no legs <laughs> guy with no legs is barely in the movie and then um, i i think he realized he's like a normal human again so he's just like yeah yeah he's, he's like tap dancing i'm, I'm off to get pussy yeah yeah <laughs> i can actually stand again um and then uh, no brain isn't really he's it doesn't really seem like he's actually helping them he's more like a foible right yeah i mean he's he's kind of the comic relief he's also the i guess he's kind of there to be annoying as well to kind of to kind of uh, get in the way of the um of the heroes sometimes right because even though he's on their side because of his lack of brain capacity (laughs) he is you know just kind of being an annoyance to everybody near him. right right yeah yeah yeah. well uh what was our complaint before that you know all the fight scenes happen in tavern i mean the next one doesn't right this one's in the alleyway yeah yeah Um, this is oh man like like how does um how does the mute know when to check his mirror always that's basically always. the question just always look at the mirror he's become a narcissist ever since he lost his voice <laughs> i but like he how he's a... he's wearing the mirror like on this gold chain in this gold plate it's like he's like mr t <laughs> yeah uh yeah he he's always has his mirror um you know so he always knows when someone's about to sneak up on him and this uh this fight happens between him and normal looking sub boss um and there, there's a little bit of weapons fight going on here right so because the character was a blacksmith and they're fighting 
in and around their his old shop. So, you know, the excuses why, like, the, he can just easily access all these you know, weaponry that was in there. Uh, his weapon is a giant plier. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what giant you plier. use. That's what you use to take the hot metal out of the furnace in, right. you know, as a blacksmith. So I, I get it. Right. I but don't know the, what to call uh, that. Yeah, thing. the other guy has, like, the giant hammer used to pound the metal. And then he then grabs the, the pliers, essentially. Right, right. The pliers go into the rips out whatever organ, and the guy dies on the spot. I like the shot of Lo Meng leaving. Uh, he's leaving camera left. <laughs> he's leaving on the camera left. You see this wall, this wall, uh, and you see a, a mural in the background. In the very next shot, <laughs> you see another character coming from around the bend, the same exact camera angle. Like, I think they're yeah. trying to imply that it's supposed to be on the opposite side of the hallway. But because it's the I, same exact background, it doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing there. I don't know if they were trying to imply that moments later, now the men are coming around to see what happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was very, very uh, jarring. Right. The, the the set only has one side, is what they're right. saying. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, just to rewind a little bit, I did like some of the hand-to-hand combat going on in this fight. Uh, well, yes, it's still a little metronomy again. Uh, I like that they're... Um, uh, it looks like they're they're trying to do like maybe tiger fist or hungar because they they kind of have their hands in this like claw like motion, and there's this there's this moment where the um, the opposition I guess you could say he's trying to throw like these hook kicks at him, yep. but I don't know if you remember this. You and I both noticed that he was holding his leg up while he was throwing yeah. these hook kicks. Mm-hmm. It was almost like. He didn't have the flexibility to get it that high, so he needed right. the help <laughs> from his right. hands to kind of like you know push right. even higher. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with balance because he is yes, there's a lot of that whole flexibility thing. He probably can't do it, but he's doing a sequence of round kick, hook kick, round kick, hook kick without actually bringing his leg down. That's not easy when you know mm. when you have a lot of like a long sequence of choreography, uh, yeah. and he's trying to actually have it be at head level right so he's like all right fuck this i'm just gonna hold my leg (laughs) (laughs) they're like perfect (laughs) that works doesn't matter Mm -hmm. no this guy's pretty good with the kicks too so like not to discredit it it's just yeah it's yeah but the the fight's relatively short right it's it's not really yeah and it's yeah it's a shame because once they get the weapons it then gets like a lot slower yeah i -hmm. think maybe they're trying to imply that this kind of hammer he has is really heavy but it doesn't look heavy the way he's holding it so it just feels slow yeah yeah well okay so now okay they go back to the tavern again (laughs) again for the 50th time um and i again i like the setups because like the villains know how to get an, an upper hand they have these giant shields right they're they basically act as gongs right mm-hmm. uh well no, they're, they're just gongs they're not even shields and they're banging on this thing so they could ambush the guy you know the the blind dude even though the blind dude has like this bow staff on him he really you know is is, is helpless here um, yeah, so they're 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 taking like the bottom of their swords, and they're they're there's like maybe like fifteen of them surrounding them, and they just are repeatedly banging on their shield gongs, right. thus kind of <laughs> messing with his ears. Like I, I I'm thinking of it like uh, they're messing with his sonar almost. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, but the thi- so the thing that's really weirding me out here is why is he twirling his bow staff like all over the place at this point right he's doing like windmills on the ground and stuff yeah i mean yeah. well i mean that's his, so he could like 
make sure that they don't get anywhere near him, right? That so that's what I thought, but uh, I don't know. It it I I guess I I guess visually it just looked like he was like that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Well, for, oh. for some reason like it seemed like they could have easily just sliced him. him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but he's just kind of whirling his bow staff above his head. I figured mm-hmm. like, well, just go for his legs, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're applying logic where it's more like a like remember it's more like a dance and it really does right, feel like right. that like if you take the same exact sequence and put it on a stage uh it, like live in front of you I mean assuming that we can still do that because of COVID um mm-hmm. if you actually saw this like I feel like it fits there better rather than like but in in a movie format right yeah yeah no I mean visually I I like the visual a lot you get that top down angle yep. he's like kind of flailing around on the ground and he's encircled by the guys banging their shields it looks cool I just like logistically i'm like well just you know stab him just cut his legs just do something Again, you, you have the advantage now you can't use logic in this movie you really can't it's it's, it's more <laughs> right, of the spectacle right, right? so you just well gotta... you, know, you know what's kind of funny because like so think of it like this all the guards are banging their their shields right mm-hmm. so what are they doing now they have to wait until somebody without a shield comes so that so they can fight mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, basically one guy could have just dropped the shield and just started swiping at him right right yeah I don't know. Well, I mean, that's why Low Man comes into. Well, I mean, Deaf Guy comes into the the equation, right? He comes in there again mm-hmm. to save the day because he's he's compensating for his uh, disability. Um, yeah. And then we have our fight with Marble Dude, <laughs> Marble Dude, and Mustache Man uh, versus uh, our our two Venoms here. They, uh, I don't know, like it, it's. I don't feel like it's a good showcase of like what Venom Dude can do, in my opinion, because uh, what he. He takes the marble and, and bow and he starts like aiming at them. But instead of aiming at them, he starts aiming at the the candles, the candles in the room. And I don't really understand what his what the purpose of that was. Like, what was he trying to do? Oh, right. Well, well, you know, what's funny is uh, the tank character comes in and comments mm-hmm. on that tactic. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know to, if you remember that. Oh, part. to he's make like, it dark. Right. Yeah. He's like, why are you doing that? He's like, he lives in the dark or something. But why like would that. he even do that is what I'm saying. Like, why would he even make the room dark? What? Oh, uh, is it to make the deaf dude not be able to see? Like, it's not that yeah, dark. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, there was like three candles. I guess they're assuming the, by blowing them out, it's going to be the pitch black. Three candles light up the entire room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, you see, like, I, I like the, the, the muscular guy coming into the room. I mean, I, I say that a lot. But <laughs> when that, that muscular dude comes in, the tank character, he explains that to the villains. That like, no, don't turn out all the lights because they'll give them an advantage. I'm like, oh, that's smart. I feel like the, you know, the writers were ahead of uh, the audience in terms of that. You know, it's, yeah. it's not so bare bones after all. Um, so the muscular guy's like, eh, screw it. I'm just going to take care of them. Although he's kind of an idiot <laughs> because he, he sets up like a basically a gamble with these guys. Like, well, you can hit me as many times as you want and you know i i won't retaliate right and then uh legs no legs comes in the fray and then he just punch he just kicks him in the chest and the, the guy dies oh man you jumped like way ahead of me no i, I did <laughs> wait what what did i miss what what am i missing here uh, th- oh, that, so, uh... that's summarizing the whole damn thing What's that? Is that not summarizing the whole damn no, thing? No, no. I mean, you summarize like the whole damn thing, but I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I actually liked uh, the choreography when the two sub bosses come in. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, or, like, so, 
so basically it's like the guy with the bow staff who fights the guy with the double blades yep and like go back and watch it it actually feels really nice like the this um the choreography is really quick it doesn't feel like people are dancing so much right right but it's over really fast so that's all <laughs> yeah, i wanted maybe to say. that's why i'm glancing over it <laughs> yeah i, I just want to highlight this the stuff i see where i don't think it looks so dancey because i right. think there's there are moments of it where it feels like a real fight but mm-hmm. then what ends up happening is they they cut it really short unfortunately yep. Right, and then right. yes, uh, the whole sequence with them trying to um, you know shoot out the candles, and then the tank comes in. But I don't know, like I love the buildup for when uh, the tank comes, and he's like, "Okay, uh, you guys can you can hit me three times, but then I get to hit you three times." Right. Like right. I like that whole setup because what ends up happening is uh, no brains comes back. Yep. And then oh, yeah. no brains and no legs come back. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to trick him mm-hmm. like, oh, no legs is going to kick you. But they don't know his legs are made of uh, yeah. of steel or metal or whatever. Right. And um, no brains is almost like blowing their cover. He's like, ha ha, his legs are made of metal. metal. Right, right. And yeah. then and then they're, they try to. He thought that, uh, that's play. a metaphor of some sort. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, I've dealt with metal fists. I could deal with metal legs, you know, yeah. implying like the martial arts style. Yeah. So there's this constant buildup of. Oh my God! Is he gonna find them out? But then, eventually, he's just he's just able to kick them really quick, and then he's like, "Ah, it's real metal." <laughs> I like how well. I mean, like once he gets his organs taken out of his body from that that one mm-hmm. kick, um, he just goes on a rampage to try to do as much damage as possible. I felt like. I mean, you can clearly tell, like, they're implying that this character is super strong because he bends the bow staff in half. He turns it into a pretzel. And he just starts destroying tables with complete, you know, like, no effort at all. And then he just dies standing up. <laughs> like, the rigor mortis just kicks in and he just dies standing. And, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't know what happened. I thought he, like, he just had, like, a brain fart. He's like, oh, well, uh, oh, man, this that slushy was really cold. Uh, I need to i need to like stand in place well you know what happened is and i don't i i can kind of see why they did it like this but i'm Mm -hmm. not crazy so they show a shot of the table he's leaning on and Mm -hmm. the table cracks yeah and i guess that was supposed to visually imply he died yep (laughs) like why why didn't they just show him fall over we just saw a metal foot go into his upper abdomen yeah like, you know, the that, tr- traditional ways of showing someone dying. <laughs> yeah, he should have just fell over at that point. I don't understand yeah. why he was able to get up and just kind of flail his arms around some more. And it doesn't matter. Hey, you know what we totally missed out on? What's that? Is that um, the setup for this is that, you know, before we the muscle man comes in to this scene, everyone is ganging up on this fucking, these, these crippled Avengers, and they just leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just leave. Again, they're just like, uh, whenever there's a fight, and it needs to end or there needs to be some sort of setup characters just leave <laughs> it's and then weird. they just come back as soon as he's dead <laughs> it, it's like once they know they're defeated they don't try anymore they're like okay yeah. we get it let's 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 balance and let's regroup but why <laughs> that's, I like, mean, that's like my question it's, ki- it's kind of smart but considering that 50 men just left this tavern you right. could have outnumbered them. You could have just dogpiled them. There's no logic. It's it's fine. Right. It's like, well, we have a muscular dude. He could probably beat them all up. But you know what probably works better is if that muscular dude and the 50 men behind us also <laughs> dogpiled them right now. Yeah. 
I, it doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, like, it's it's the movie. It's the movie. It's the way that the movie is. It doesn't really matter. Um, so now because we're still in the goddamn tavern, um, I mean, like, it, well, they come really, back. <laughs> they they come back. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Avengers have been here. They've been kind of in hiding this whole time. Not really. They use their they use it as their hideout, and the villains come back. If that's what you mean. Yeah. Um. So they take on the big boss, right? The father of the no arms guy, mm-hmm. uh, played by Quan Tai Chen or Chen Quan Tai. Um, he is clearly like the final boss. Uh, he's but like the most experienced martial artist out of everybody, uh, and he's so he's so impressive at delivering this one tiger tiger strike that you know it, it knocks the blind guy off balance a little bit. And they cower in fear and run away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. I love the exit of this fight. Mm-hmm. It's so short. But it's like as soon as they realize... Na- so now for the crippled Avengers, as soon as they realize they are no match, they literally both jump out the window. <laughs> yep. 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 They're oh, like, oh, man. fuck. I-, I love that <laughs> exit. exit. Right here. Yeah, right, right. You know what they should have done? They should be like, wait, we're done here. And then walked out the door <laughs> <laughs> just like the villains. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Like so, anytime they're like, I don't want to fight anymore. All right, we're time out, time out, guys, and they just leave. <laughs> so yeah. I want I want to highlight just like a little moment here for mm-hmm. uh, Mr. No Brains. Mm-hmm. So uh, he does a fight style, which is I, which is what I kind of wanted from him, where he's kind of just bobbing and weaving and kind of acting yep. like a silly fool as people are trying to swipe their swords at him, and yep. uh, he it's almost kind of like maybe you know like maybe like a drunken style or like a comedy style. I wish there was more of that because one, once I found out he was going to be these, this foolish character, I thought that's what they were going to do with him. He was still going to be competent as a fighter, but he was going to be like a, like a drunken idiot almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's, again, he's, he's more like the fool, like, not regarding his fight style, right, but more of his, his, his character. He's more like the foible. He's more like the character who's like making things difficult for everybody but more like he's testing everyone right mm-hmm. um whereas the like the no legs dude he is basically hidden you know like from the rest of the the, the villains right they, they they keep him as the, the the trump card they don't have i think that explains why he's not in the movie much is because like they can't let the villains know they can't let on that like they have another crippled avenger right because in this last fight sequence, in this last fight setup, like we're finally in a different location, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the setup is they're in a yard full of drums, drums and shiny mirrors, right? Yes. Um, so now we are we're working. Well, this against... is our, this is technically like our last action sequence. There's yeah, you know, there's a few fights in here, but this is net. We're now like at the end of right, this movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and circling back to everything we we're talking about before. Uh, yes, we do have uh, like these drums are so loud that it makes the blind guy's abilities like worthless. And then we have the and then we have the uh, the, the the shiny mirrors that make you know the, the deaf guy's abilities worthless. So what do we do? We actually bring back no brains, right? No bro- yeah. no brains is fine. I guess you can call him like redeeming himself because now it feels like he's actually like, helping them out. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because what so what was happening is like uh, at at first they you know start shining the, those lights on uh the mute guy and he's like unable to move forward and so the um so the other guy comes forward and then they start playing the drums and like he is now um incapacitated 
So yeah. then you're like, oh man, how are they going to get it? Get out of it? Oh, hey, here's no brains, and <laughs> yeah. he just pushes over the drums. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, fuck it's, it. Yeah. It's so anticlimactic, but it's kind of funny because. Mm-hmm. The drums look really big and they look really heavy, but it's almost like he just goes up to him, just kind of like you know, casually just, knocks him over, <laughs> just shoves it a little bit. It's like, eh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it goes down. The you know, like because those drums are completely worthless when they're stacked horizontally instead of vertically. <laughs> That's how totally how drums work. Um, yeah, so like the the setup is like the yeah. Now that the drums are semi being taken out and the mirrors are being broken. Uh, now the fighters can actually fight, right? They're and you know they're, they're each one of them is taking advantage of you know they're or like trying to combat their weaknesses, right? So you see Deaf Man, he's like going up to each one of the drums and like really punching holes in them so that mm. they can't be used against them. Like I, I like that, I like that. You know, like they're 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 working with each other. It just feels like there's camaraderie, there's teamwork, and all this. Yeah, I I like this whole sequence because mm. it's it it feels well written into their disabilities. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, just to reiterate what you said, they're they have they're simultaneously taking out those mirrors that shine the bright light while still kind of fighting some guys while you know trying to you know disable these drums. And then you've got the no brains character. You know he's kind of flipping, doing some fun stuff as the right. comic relief. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's it's a nice short sequence. I, I kind of wish there was more of this, but in reality, this is kind of the epitome of anything you could really do with their disabilities at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because at this point, like once they we t- get through this this element of it, it it's not that it becomes less interesting but you know like I, I like that the villains are always trying to be one step ahead it doesn't work but like i think that's the most interesting element of these fight sequences like they know that they're handicapped so how can we work against their disabilities yeah. um but once they take that out it's like okay now it just becomes an ordinary fight scene like these they're basically as capable as anyone who's not disabled pretty much yeah yeah it it and it doesn't feel like the disabilities uh, are disabling them anymore. Yeah, because, not anymore. Exactly. Yeah, so it, they're just it, it. It it's kind of breaking the illusion that they're quote unquote crippled because now it's just people fighting people. Right. right. So here we are at that moment. I want to circle all the way back. Okay. Um, to that train training montage sequence. So our setup now is blind dude is taking on pinball man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we have deaf guy fighting a mustache dude mustache dude is where wielding his ball and chain mm-hmm. and ball he's he's spinning it in almost in like a you know twirling motion mm. he's spinning it you brought this up i didn't even fucking notice it when i was watching this when you when you brought it up is you're like oh i know where this is going but the way that Lo Meng uh, uh, defeats him is so like straightforward and kind of anticlimactic. It it goes against everything that we've been taught earlier in the film, which is in the training montage, the dude punches through a spinning wheel, right, to get to his target. You would think that the setup here is like similar to that, where he's spinning the the, the ball, ball and chain. chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you know, you explain this. You're the one who explained it to me. Right, right. So, yeah. So you would think that the guy with ball with the ball and chain is gonna swing it as kind of like a, a shield, a defense against this guy, and it would cut back to scenes of the um uh, of him the, the, uh, the reach, yeah, reaching through the reel the wheel, excuse me, and breaking that clay pot. And it's such a missed opportunity because that's not what happens at all. Yeah, when, when you told me that, like, I, I was like, you were like, oh, I know where this is going. Like, oh, I'm curious. And then it didn't happen. You're like, oh, I'm so upset. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then you told me that. 
And I was like, oh, shit, now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> because they totally fucking should have done that. Yeah, it's so weird because basically what ends up happening is he kind of gets entangled in the ball and chain. Like, he kind of misses from a swing. Uh, the guy kind of rolls on top of it, and then they start kind of rolling on top of each other. They kind of entangled. And then he just chokes him out with the ball and chain. Yep, basically. Thus <laughs> making the montage sequence just irrelevant like what was the point of him learning to be fast enough to you know stick his hands mm -hmm. through you know something swinging right right yeah, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't know, come full circle no it doesn't come full circle uh, you know like there, there's themes i feel like you, you set things up especially since we saw so many of those in the the fight montage mm -hmm. like there are certain themes that you set up like you would think that they would come back around but nope he just chokes the dude out yeah exactly <laughs> like when that happened you're like ah oh, what the fuck <laughs> I like how um, Mar Marble Man, Marble Man gets taken out though. Um, uh, Philip Quack, uh, blind dude, does a bow staff cartwheel on the dude's chest, mm -hmm. basically stabbing him in the chest as he's doing a cartwheel. I thought that was cool. Yeah, like, and then nice and when the bow staff bloody. comes out, you see the blood squirt up. Yeah. so you know you could see it was all uh, you know it was all timed out. I like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Right um yeah so we get a little bit more tomfoolery by uh no brain he's he's doing these man he's like doing like websters and and like aerials in while he's tangled up in a ring and i'm like dude the guy's so nimble it's, it's crazy um but whatever so uh, as the the rest of the cripple avengers go up to approach the final boss um well i mean unfortunately uh i mean i don't know spoilers you know like what one of them gets taken out Right. So one of them, you know, actually does not make it to the end of the film. Um, but yeah, now we have a fight between um, no arms, <laughs> no arms versus uh, no arms and his father versus the, the two characters. Um, it's, it's interesting because like now I'm like I'm seeing um, like you're seeing a lot of the flips you know going on here. I feel like this is less dancey. I don't know if you agree with me. I feel like this is where a lot of the action feels a lot faster and more like they're not going for choreography. It feels like they're actually going for actual hits. Uh, Would you agree I'll with agree that? with you with the fight with the father. Mm -hmm. um, but what ends up happening is the fight with... Um, Fuck, Bo Staff, is he blind or deaf? I forget. Blind, he's blind. So, so the blind guy uh, fighting the guy with no arms, who is, who is our, also uh, part of our main villain duo. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like once uh, once No Brains comes into this fight, mm -hmm. it it then becomes a super, super long dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. that that's well, yeah. that's where Sorry. I was like, oh god, this is still going. Like it <laughs> it didn't end. It, like yeah, like like the beginning of this fight is pretty cool when it's just the two of them fighting. But once they have to add uh, no brains and they have to incorporate that ring that right. we saw from the montage, it just it like all goes downhill for me from there. Yeah, I wouldn't say it goes downhill. There's definitely some really good stuff there. Again, regarding their um regarding their um like uh, physicality because they're doing like some really impressive stuff um if, if you just cut it up a little bit more and just made the the pacing of this fight a little bit more um interesting i guess oh that's that's a really harsh word to put you know like but if they just did that it, i i wouldn't have felt the same way that you did which was you know it's like man this just needs to be edited down a little 
because these go on for a very long time yeah this is a man these this last fight sequence goes on i feel like i feel like it goes on for almost 10 minutes it is it is long yeah yeah but it's it's so interesting they're doing some really complicated stuff they're mm-hmm. like they're jumping through rings they're using rings uh, like uh, like in different interesting ways they're doing flips in the middle of choreography again hearkening to what we said before uh, you know, they usually save your big flips for the end of the sequence, not the middle. And, you know, like you, you want to like highlight those, but they don't do that at all. They just, it's just part of the, the simple choreography. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of what you see here, you actually saw in the previous, or it was set up in the montage sequence. See, this is how you do setup and you, you pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, they, they have a little bit of that here. And it, this goes on for a very long time. <laughs> this goes yeah. on. I don't, I don't know how to talk about this because it just it go it just kind of goes on and on and on and so I, I think the problem for me with this fight scene is I didn't feel any sort of escalation or buildup. Um, it never felt like one person was getting an advantage over the other. It just felt like a stalemate this whole fight. Like mm-hmm. one person was constantly blocking or throwing punches or kicks or throwing swings, and right. the other person was just like you know like they weren't getting hurt from it like no one right. was getting hurt by any of these moves yeah. okay now that i think about it yes that's my problem no one was getting hurt by any of these moves people are just going through the motions of fighting and choreography and you couldn't tell okay was my was the hero winning right. was was uh the villain kind of uh uh on the losing side now so it never feels like we as the audience know where the fight is supposed to go right right well yeah you know yeah, you know what? That's a great way to put it because I think that the good dissection of how a fight sequence should go down, like a really good one, is like escalation. You escalate the stakes. Uh, there's like almost even kind of like a low point for the, the main characters, right? So, yeah. I mean, we do have that here. You know, like the low point is one of them uh, takes a fatal blow, and that, but that is also set up for how you diffuse the, the fight, you know, because the villain is clearly not that he's winning like you said before it is a little problematic you can never tell who's really winning between them all uh like in all that chaos but uh because we're we're just in this constant stalemate that one that one character's you know fatal blow sets up that villain's demise right yeah yeah so i like, mean uh, you usually though you want the death of a character to be the fuel right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like right. he should have died much sooner so that could have been the fuel for the other character to be like okay now I'm pissed. Now I'm going to take the initiative. I'm going to take the uh, more advancement and really try to bring this guy down. That's yeah. generally, I feel like, what happens in modern in modern storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it doesn't always have to be that way. But when you have a character die right at the same time as the villain dies and there was no escalation before that, then it, it, it feels like it kind of came out of nowhere. At least yeah me. yeah well yeah well it happened so quickly especially it almost felt like it happened simultaneously with mm-hmm. the villain's death so it, was like, it felt like but you know it's fine it still feels not cathartic what's the word i'm looking for it feels um it feels fitting that this character would die because it gives the surviving characters motivation to continue going forward like right because right? um yeah. something that we say sometimes with the movies is um, especially action sequences is you want to see them have some sort of either driving force or AKA motivation or some sort of um, revelation, right? Yeah. Here, there's no revelation. They're just going to continue fighting the way that they're fighting. It's more like a driving force for them to, to really finish the fucking movie <laughs> and yeah. finish the final boss. 
Um, oh man but yeah this fight is so long i'm not trying to denounce any are you talking about the the final one no 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 uh, i'm I'm still kind of hearkening on this fight there's (laughs) so much acrobatics in this fight oh my god like so many flips so many cartwheels just i love that one move where they turn into a it's like a two-man wheelbarrow wheelbarrow i guess uh yeah well you know i don't know i don't Uh, know what the name of that movie is like when you connect um head to toe yeah yeah, almost like in the 69 but then now they're rolling (laughs) towards him in like a like a wheel yeah it's like ancient art of 69 yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. try my 69 style But yeah, so yeah. many back handsprings, so many cartwheels, so many. But it's impressive. I no, no, I but, I think it's yes, really I impressive. See your point. Yeah. But it's it's so dancy, mm-hmm. and nobody is landing a blow yeah. at this point. They're just kind of there. There's actually a lot of side by side like backflips or mm-hmm. or like uh, back handsprings going on where it's like, well, what's the point of that? You're just doing it in unison now, yep. and it's making it more obvious that it's a dance. Right. It's definitely yeah. Like that's that's the point of this. Like they're not. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure they're deliberately trying to make this dancey, right? Um, because it was the style at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, that's that's not me trying to be overly apologetic for it, but you know, like you have to go into this movie like with that mindset. It's and you know, like even you know, even though I have my preferences too, like it, I I have to constantly remind myself, like yes, this is not that kind of martial arts movie. Um, but you know, I will say though, I wish they ended this fight, ended the movie with this fight rather than. The, the, with the father character, right? Um, mm. Because they do set the father character up as like a, a menace, but he doesn't have bionic arms. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, I think why I like the last fight with the father is because it's one I haven't really, I don't think I've seen before. Mm-hmm. So this becomes a three-on-one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. three-on, logistically, two-on-ones are really hard because it, you can just have one person waiting their turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's done right, you can have two people attacking one person at the same time, and then you can get some really nice choreography from there. Right, right. Three-on-one, like, this shouldn't work at all. You mm-hmm. should just have some guy coming up behind him and just yep. kind of karate chopping him in the back. But I think they almost made it work in a lot of cases here. I, right. I like that people are just constantly coming in and out and he has to constantly defend against the, the three of them. Mm-hmm. And I can't recall a three-on-one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, right. in, in other films before. So I, right. I, I kind of really like this fight. Well, I, I think uh, it's most interesting before the third participant enters the fight. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because like once it's just between the two Avengers versus the, the final boss, it actually kind of addresses some of the problems you had in the last fight where I actually feel like this guy poses a threat. Um, mm. Even though I didn't want him as a final boss, like he, I think his fight choreography is clearly shows that he's the superior martial artist out of all. Yeah, them. you know, because he, 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 there are moments where he just knocks them off their their balance and they they don't know how to recover. Um, and you know, he's clearly more skilled than any of them. Even though he is the older character here, like he he has a lot more fight IQ than all of them combined. But yeah, like I actually think that once the third the the legs dude comes into a fray, then it starts getting a little messy. It actually well, gets that, hard to keep track of everything. Yeah, that that's the issue with a two on one, and now in a three on one, like how do you visually keep track of all these people if right. all three all three fighters are attacking simultaneously? Right. So I like that they have that slow motion shot where they're all like kind of jumping at him, and he's kind of dodging and mm-hmm. like throwing him out of the way. I thought that was great to show uh, right. his speed, and then just to kind of slow things down a little bit. Right. 
yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but uh, one one of the things also I like about this whole sequence when it's two on one and then when it's three on one is they have these top down angles every now yeah, and then, like these kind of god eye views, and mm-hmm. oh, those are just so visually nice to look at. Yeah, well, it breaks up the monotony of like these just head on shots of them doing you know, like mm-hmm. their basic choreography. Sometimes that can be a little overwhelming because there's just too much going on right. like on screen. Well, like you well, need an overhead shot to, to get a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, w- my one problem though, is the overhead shot reveals the issue with having three people fight at once. <laughs> uh, if you don't have the guy off screen, because there's moments where you see two guys fighting and then you'll see like the third guy just kind of like rolling around on the ground. Like, Hey, right, what right. am I doing here? Is it my turn? <laughs> okay. Let me come in with a kick right right oh man yeah that, that's true like you do see moments where they're just some of them are just doing these spins when there's a clear opportunity like you're you're facing the opponent's back just fucking hit them in the back of the head or something yeah yeah, yeah. that's again I mean, it's that, not that kind of movie the, yeah that's the danger uh with these types of fights when you have uh, multiple opponents right um, i think they did it pretty well here i was actually pretty happy with this last fight mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part. I mean, there's silly things in it, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's just straight up the dude, blind man, jump, does a wall flip, does, does a wall flip, I guess, quote, unquote. And it's interesting. I, I actually wonder how they did it. Uh, I've always been curious. Whenever you see um, a person doing flips. Oh, no, you can definitely see it. <laughs> no, now oh, that I'm rewinding. The, the wires, right? Yeah, you can definitely yeah. see the wires. It's super obvious. I mean, they probably didn't have the, the technology to, you know, uh, you know hide it. Um, very well so the guy does two double back a, a double backflip in midair but he had his momentum completely stops in the middle of one <laughs> yeah, backflip you can see him kind of like bouncing or like yeah, bobbing yeah. in the air yeah obviously he's on wires you, you can clearly see it right right yeah there's silly things like that and then in the end of it he he hooks his legs onto the top of a banister to grab onto the villain's um villain's arms. hands yeah. yeah his arms yeah and they, all of them basically keep him locked into place so the legs do can deliver the the killing blow yes um and then the movie's over (laughs) (laughs) uh we say that a lot we we actually end a lot of our episodes are like oh and then the movie's over um no but this is a shaw brothers movie when we say the movie's over it's like as soon as you see the final hit the movie is literally over (laughs) I mean, they do walk away. <laughs> they walk away. And then the and, credits roll. And then the credits come up. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes there isn't even credits. It's just like, here's a title card of With like some people end. in the movie. Yeah. yeah it just mm-hmm. says, And then it says the end. Because they all, in, in older films, they would do the credits before the, the movie mm-hmm. uh, starts instead of the, at the end. Um, man, that's a weird way to end the fucking thing. Well, that's um, how the movie ends, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's even more abrupt because it's it's even more abrupt than any other way of ending our other films. But yeah, that is uh, that is Crippled Avengers. Mm-hmm. I feel like we missed a lot of beats here, but also this movie, this episode got a lot longer than I thought it, it, we, we would yeah, well, take it. That last fight, uh, it was going to be impossible to talk about. There is so much acrobatics going on, mm-hmm. uh, especially when the blonde guy and the no-brains guy... <laughs> start linking linking up yeah. uh with the ring uh hearkening back to what happened with the montage it's just there's so much like i can't even describe how much is going on <laughs> right so all right so our typical format for the end of recommendation wise is our usual two questions but i'll add a third one uh especially Ooh, okay. since we do anytime we do a shaw brothers movie or older martial arts film i'm gonna add a third one which is sure. um well our first two 
is uh they're normal right so like do you like the movie you know like do you, and second one being like would you recommend the move the fight scenes uh without the film or do you is are the are the is the movie context important and the third for shaw brothers films is does this hold up mm, compare okay. when you compare them to modern martial arts movies so uh we didn't do it for shaw for shall 36 chambers so i'll i'll do it that third the answer to that question for that movie in context for this one um i i actually think that movie holds up a, a lot yeah. in terms of you know even when compared to the these so um i do like this film it's not great i actually saw i saw uh, some of the other venom movies i don't remember all of them they're not none of them have really like wowed me i but i do like uh, f- uh five deadly venoms a lot more than this so uh, when you do compare and contrast, I'd say like watch that instead. Uh, this movie is cheesy, but like in a good way. It's like oh whatever, just turn your brain off. You can still kind of enjoy it. Um, I think that the fight scenes aren't really fight scenes, <laughs> so I don't. It's not that I don't recommend them without the movie. Uh, I just think that like you have to if you're gonna be watching them without the movie itself, you should watch them with the context of like you just want to see people do crazy acrobatics. Not that you want to see people do anything visceral or, or anything of that sort. Um, and what I recommend, yeah, like definitely watch the movie. Don't just watch it for the fights because you're not, you know, unless you're in, in it for the acrobatics alone. Um, and I don't think this movie holds up <laughs> compared to like 36 Chambers or even Five Deadly Venoms. Um, I think Five Deadly Venoms had a much more interesting plot. Um, the story is way more simpler. Uh, no, 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 not way more simple. It's less simplistic than this movie uh although there are a lot of things about this movie i do like i do recommend the movie but it doesn't hold up uh, is basically the gist of this whole tirade um <laughs> yeah so as someone who hasn't seen hasn't even seen five deadly venoms what is your thoughts oh man so i kind of hearkened on this uh earlier in the the podcast mm-hmm. i after watching the trailer i had so many ideas in my mind <laughs> about where this movie could go yep. Uh, first off, when I saw the title Crippled Avengers, I kind of thought this was going to be a very uh, un-PC movie. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was going to be them almost like uh, using um, disabled people in a very like exploitive mm-hmm. sort of way. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of thought that because of the title, that was going to be the case. But thankfully, it, it turned into, I think, something that's actually a little more positive. It's like, hey... You have this disability, you can learn to balance out your other senses based off of that, and you can become like this great fighter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, cool. Yep. Um, but unfortunately, uh, this did not live up to the expectations that yeah. I had in my head after watching the trailer and then like kind of making up my own story <laughs> from that. And if you listen to this podcast, I, I pretty much kind of filled in all those things I was thinking of as we were talking about this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still kind of like the movie because it was it was different. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know a movie that has uh, you know disabled fighters in it. This is probably the only one I could think of. Mm-hmm. So I I'll give it that unique factor behind it. It's it's it stands out as something I've never seen before. So I I kind of respect it for that. But I I I'm not sure if I could like recommend the movie saying that i like i actually liked it right right like like if that makes sense um i i uh admire a lot of the choreography and a lot of the um 
physicality that goes into it it's not my cup of tea though Mm -hmm. but i can clearly clearly see uh the skill behind a lot of it i think there are a lot of moments where you 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 can kind of see uh like shimmers of where modern choreography is now like oh okay like these uh this fight is starting out fast but then it started starting starting to go into that more opera metronomy type mm-hmm. style yep. um i i think it's still really impressive i just you know it's just not what i like mm-hmm. unfortunately right. um i think the i think you should i think if i was going to suggest fights to watch i think you could just watch that last whole fight action scene because there's just a lot going on and even if you like modern fights like me uh i think it's still impressive to see just how long these takes are and how many flips and how many like side flips and cartwheels and all right. all the complicated stuff going on. I think it's so impressive to watch. Right, right. So, so does the movie hold up? I mean, I, I feel like your answer kind uh, of like gives, you know. Yeah, yeah. For me personally, it doesn't hold up to uh, like a modern fight movie, film, whatever that I kind <laughs> of like. But I don't think that's very fair either. Yeah. I think I, I think uh, it. this is of its time. I think it's good for what it is. Uh I am kind of saying a bunch of negatives about it, but I still kind of like it at the same time. I think I think the uniqueness of the disabled fighters is like kind of tipping it over in the more positive for me. Okay. All right. So overall, yeah. you, you know, it's, it's somewhere in between. I feel like the answer is somewhere yeah, in between. Yeah, yeah. I'm like in the middle, but I'm I'm more towards a recommend okay. than than right. it being negative. Like I don't I don't have so many negative things to say about the movie, but it's like it's hard for me to recommend it. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. I, uh, this is a tough one. And, and not to say that there needs to be a black and white answer. It's, uh, you know, like my answer is more lines like, I like the movie. I just don't think it holds up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's like a acquired taste kind of thing. Um, yeah, ah, just, just watch Five Deadly Venoms. Yeah, so <laughs> if anything, this movie really makes me want to watch Five Deadly Venoms now because uh, I'm just kind of curious right. how those performers would fare all together in a movie that's generally received positively. I mean, I mean, anyone who's listening who's like a big on Shaw Brothers or you know, 70s era martial arts films, they're probably thinking all oh, these spoiled modern martial arts fans <laughs> right. it's like like this is all we had back then like I, I hear i understand i understand what you you know but you know the you know it's very it is very hard to go backwards but like, again we are not any less appreciative of you know what it was back then right yeah it's, i mean it's just a personal taste you know yeah, like yeah, i no, yeah, i sure. i am trying to praise the uh you know the physical performance here but i i know for me it's just yeah. uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't tickle my fancy yeah I'm very much in the same boat. Uh, it, it's all about like it's appreciation, and in the yeah. end, like I do appreciate this film a lot, as I do with most Shaw Brothers films. Um, I mean, not to say that like modern martial arts movies can't fuck it up. I mean, <laughs> we, we just watched Knock Off with Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> if you want to watch a movie where the lead star is coked out of his mind, like we're not talking about the character, we're talking about the the, the actor, himself. actor, yeah. Oh my God! You should watch that movie. <laughs> uh, is is cocaine a disability? <laughs> he can't smell. He can't feel his nose anymore. <laughs> oh man, he would be the no nose. <laughs> no nose. <laughs> <laughs>